Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, honey, we've got some big news. AJ Gibson is still out and we wish him a well recovery. But honey, we've got a Sadie, Sadie married <laughs> lady, baby. Dr. James Simmons is my co-host this morning. And sure, Roe v. Wade is important. More importantly, you're getting married, honey. Oh, Let's thank go. you. <laughs> I mean, I never, I never, never, never want to trump something as important as Roe v. Wade, pun intended. I do. I'm we exhausted. As a woman, I'm like, tired of talking about abortion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, lots of news overnight with that, which we will absolutely talk about later on in the show. But thank you very much for um, having me here. Joy. Uh, Producer Vanessa, thank you for having me here. Also, uh, Sadie, Sadie, married lady. Can you believe this? I love it. I'm so uh, happy for you. I think it's amazing. Nine and a half years you've half been years. together. And so, wow. t- you know what? I don't want to give you, I want to give you like a proper, you know what? Let's do a segment about it because I want to know everything <laughs> because I think it's amazing how it happened. I do. Yeah, it and is, I think it's a little crazy. This is it's the tell fun. me something good news that we need. Look, I don't take anything away from the news that's happening right now. Of course, yeah. But also, we've had terrible news for three years. And before marriage equality is illegal, mm-hmm. I would really like to discuss <laughs> the fact that you can get married can, to Chris. At least right now, we can still get married and have fun with it. Thank you. I will. Yes. yes I love that maybe we'll do a little segment about this. Absolutely. The, the stories are how we met is super fun and interesting. People always Aww. get a kick out of that. And then nine and a half years later, because I think I have used the word husband before even. Like on I use the word wife with Lisa. Totally. And some people get really kind of mad about that. They're like, uh, you have not had a ceremony. It is not official. You can't use those words. And I'm like, ah, after nine and a half years, you know, especially in like queer land, that's really like 20 years. A thousand percent. So I'm like, ah, he's my husband. Like I, I we've known for a very long time that this is my man and 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 he knows that I'm his man. And of, we love Chris, by the way, so much. He's so sweet. He's like so much. completely opposite of me, which is I think why we get along. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like he's super chill. So we'll talk about it because the engagement was super fun and very much a surprise even after nine and a half years. I love it so much. We have a lot to talk about uh, coming up this hour. A Supreme, a Supreme Court's decision rules for a Christian flag to be flown. Does that mean that we can fly the gay flag now? And then also, obviously, we will be joined with Ryan Basham, our political analyst, to talk about the Supreme Court voting to overturn abortion rights uh, after a draft opinion was leaked. And then uh, it is... 
Doc Halligan's day to join us. So does your dog bark at other dogs and can it be fixed? Ooh. My dog is mortifying and our producer Dude. Vanessa knows that. <laughs> and so I have right. a really great theory. I, instead mm. of trying to silence my dogs, I just bark with them. I want them to feel free. Right. <laughs> but apparently that's my, not the thing to do. My dog to feel supported and encouraged, yeah. loved. Yeah. Right. yeah Listen, yeah. yelling at them didn't help. So now I'm like, okay, it's a free for all over here. <laughs> You're like, are, are, do you like get on your hands and knees like yes, go full dog? I'm all puppy play, honey. I, <laughs> that's a different kind of show. <laughs> oh, should I not say that out loud? Yeah, no, it's fine. It's, fine. it's only 6 a.m. That's you know. it. All right, well, let's get into a little news on the beat so we can kick off the show. Uh, Politico has obtained a draft of a majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito that would strike down Roe v. Wade. According to the draft, the court would overturn Roe v. Wade's holding of a federal constitutional right to an abortion. This would be the most consequential abortion decision in decades and transform women's reproductive health in America. The final opinion has not been released and votes and language can change before release. The opinion in this case is not expected to be published until late June. If the court overturns Roe, many conservative states would likely outlaw nearly all abortions. My God. Mm -hmm. One estimate suggests that the numbers of abortions in the U.S. would decline by about 14%. Uh, We're going to go in depth about this. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no desire to talk about this, not because it's important, but it's completely triggering. I've sure. had to have this argument for women since I was on birth control. I am a victim of sexual abuse, as most women I know are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so disappointed. It's just so gross. It's it's triggering. And we, we kind of unfortunately knew with the state of the of the Supreme Court at this time and the you know the country is sort of the pendulum is swinging very quickly back to the right very hard right yeah. we sort of knew this was coming and there are even judges and lower courts who have even stronger right wing sort of anti-abortion anti-queer anti-trans anti lots of things who are poised to replace these Supreme Court justices even in the future. So we're going to talk about why voting really matters, yes. why it's super important, and just outline what it actually means overnight because I think it's also important for us to not speculate too much. This is not a final decision. That's right. That's right. All right, let's get into weather. 71 in L.A. today, 65 in New York, 72 in L.A., 81 in Vegas, 86 in Houston, 84 in Miami, 88 in Atlanta, 94 in Cathedral City, 95 in La Quinta, and 78 in Dallas. Now, before we get the vibe of the day, I do want to remind our listeners uh, we have something so great happening May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. Divas in the Desert. We're joined Divas with Rose Marigolor uh, for a fabulous drag show. I'll be singing a couple songs off of my album, and we finish the night with the one and only Taylor Dane. Tell it to my heart. Uh, Tell me I'm the only one. I'm not supposed to sing, am I, producer Vanessa? Probably not. Especially this Why early. Why you sounded so beautiful? Especially because I can't sing. No, no. God. I think you can, and I, I enjoyed it. I'd like to do a duet later. <laughs> uh, Thursday, May 19th at the Morongo Casino Resort, and spot tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Yes, yes. You're married now. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. That's hey, the rules. I like that. Hey. I didn't know those were the rules. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, have waited so long. I made them. Uh, now give us a vibe of the day. You don't have to question every time things are aligning and going right. Oh. You deserve good things. You do deserve good things. Ooh. Don't question it. Let it happen. Just right. be happy. Absolutely. All right. Coming up, there are different names we use for each other in the community, but are there actually slur- are they actually slurs and less endearing? Find out if you're guilty. Coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. 
Dr. James, you're all I need, and apparently Chris is all you need. I'm oh. so excited about your recent engagement. You girl. <laughs> now, I do want to ask you, because I feel like this is more of a you conversation, and, and sure. I want to hear about it. I've heard the word twink be oh, thrown because around. I, because I am one. You are a twink. So tiny. You're very I'm small. I'm just like the tiniest person you're you've petite. ever seen. Uh-huh. Right. You're a petite woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> petite woman. I feel like I would be a twink if I were a gay man. No, I'm no, I'm kind of a tree trunk, like a little tree trunk. <laughs> Is tree trunk even a thing? I'm like a little stub. Like I, I got like know. I'm like a little Tonka trunk just coming in. Like oh, I'm gay. Listen to me. Did you just describe yourself as a Tonka Great, trunk? Lisa does. I'm gonna get to this story, but Lisa reminded me. I yesterday or Sunday was our anniversary and we were uh, doing what's your favorite memories throughout the years what do you love right. so much and she goes oh. my favorite memory is when <laughs> she goes a couple of years ago do you remember when you got mad at me and you got out of the car I'm notorious for getting mad and getting out of the car I've had therapy so I don't anymore right. but I got out of the car and was stomping down Santa Monica and she goes you looked so beautiful and you had this gorgeous dress on but you were so <laughs> mad that you had your f- chest forward and you were stomping and you looked like the little green giant just marching <laughs> down Santa Monica with your dress on. And I was like, thank you, Lisa. You're like, I'm a Tonka Serving trunk. Serving Tonka trunk. <laughs> In your fabulousness In on fabulousness. Santa Monica Boulevard. I mean, but also people driving by were probably like, just another Tuesday. Ju- just <laughs> another Tuesday. Tonka trunk coming down. Right. Uh, but drink could be used uh, like bears. Like, it could be used in different yeah. ways. However, according to this article, they're asking if it is a slur... What do you think about this? I, I don't want to comment because I don't know. So I, I feel like there are all of these. You know, I think we can't. It would be we would be remiss to talk about Twink without talking about the whole genre of like bear and daddy and right. whatever. You know, people call Chris my my now fiance <gasps> or you? my finance as I call him. My finance. <laughs> uh, people call him a wolf. Wait, what? Right. It's like a sub, sub, sub thing because he's sort of, he's definitely like in daddy territory, but he's like super fit. And but he's got this big gray beard, right? And he's got like crystal blue eyes, so he's kind of he's like a wolf. He's beautiful, so, whatever. Uh, I think we have to talk about all of them. And like, I don't love being called a bear, but I'm also like run in bear circles and okay. the bear community, and I go to bear events and. I'm a bigger guy, so I guess I'm part of the bear community. I don't know, but I also don't love it when people are like, oh, you and your your man are such cute bears. I'm like, I'm not a bear. But then I also like sort of identify as a bear, so it's a little weird. And I think twinks kind of feel the same way. Well, I feel like as a twink, it could be something as similar as like, it could be offensive because maybe it's a, it's looked at more as like, um, not like a weakness, but like little, like easy mm-hmm. to dominate, mm-hmm. easy to take over. So in that case, because when my gay <clears throat> male friends talk about being into twinks, it to me has always felt like it's a very dominant, sure. uh, uh, like a very sub position, which yep. can be liked, but can you use it as an insult? Right. Well, and I think that's part of, I, I, I feel like we can't talk about this conversation without talking about a little bit of the like misogyny that's sort of in it, right? right? Like we identify... So typically twink, for those of you listening, I guess we haven't really defined what this is, generally someone younger, so 18 to 25, often thought of as, you know, obviously young, white, fashionable male, thin, right, usually smaller in stature, and effeminate. This all sounds like things I want to be, 18 to 25, very thin, Thin, I think it's beautiful. like effeminate, but so we obviously (laughs) like automatically assign people who 
like femme people to submissive roles, right. femme people to weakness, femme people to not being able to be dominant or leaders or things like that, right? So I think it's all of a sudden, like if you're calling me a twink, you're you're instantaneously calling me like someone who is like second class. Mm. Like someone, like obviously we're, if we're in the bar, the daddies rule because they're daddies and they're men and they're hairy and they're older, which is such a patriarchal thing, right? So I think there's some of that definitely woven into this. But the history of twink actually seems to sort of come out of like the S&M community a little bit Mm. and that we sort of talk about whatever, whoever the person is, that there are people who identify sort of submissively in sexual situations that has sort of evolved into whoever this person is submissive sexually has then turned into the this term for them being young and generally white and thin and whatever. But I do love that, you know, part of the history of this comes from a shortened version of the word Twinkie. The hostess snack cake that's <clears throat> white, sweet to the taste, cream-filled, and offers no nutritional value. <laughs> okay, not the dragon nutritional value. You bring a lot of value, Twinks. Uh, you do bring a lot of value, Twinks. But it, this has shown up in even things like a, a 1919 novel with the same name of Twinkie as far as far back as that. Queer books in the uh, 60s, 70s, um, and early 2000s talking about Twinks. So... I don't know, getting to it, I think it depends on the company that you keep, like in the sort of bear daddy-ish community Mm -hmm. where I roll. Generally, it's someone is like, I'm into twinks, and then we tease that person, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Or they're like, oh, that person's such a twink, because I'm with a bunch of bears. Yeah, I love the aspect of the misogyny that comes into that, and I would agree that that's where it becomes a sort of slur. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like, honestly, like, for me as a gay man, I just, I'm able to have these conversations as a strong... As a Tonka truck. Tonka truck bear gay man. (laughs) We're we're creating Tonka trunk. We're going to make it a whole thing. (laughs) Thank you. We're going to put a subgenre behind it. We're going to start a TikTok. Just, I'm just out here creating (laughs) for the people. You are. You're, you're, (laughs) Michaela, the Tonka (laughs) trunk. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. What do we do about us? What do we do about the Supreme Court is the bigger question. Now, obviously, we'll be talking about the documents leaked in regards to Roe v. Wade in the next hour. But first, the Supreme Court rules that Boston had to let Christian flag fly in front of City Hall. They ruled unanimously today that the city of Boston violated the constitutional rights of Christians when it refused to fly the Christian flag in front of City Hall while it was willing to fly the rainbow flag. The court Uh. said that the city created a forum when it started allowing some groups of people to use the flagpole for different events and denying use of that forum violated the free speech rights of the Christian group that wanted to fly the Christian flag there. Religion, though. Religion. Like, I feel like the rainbow flag, like, just cutting to the chase on this one, I feel like the rainbow flag does not represent a religion, a practiced religion that in our Constitution, we explicitly advocate for and talk about how the experiment of the United States is going to be fundamentally different than other countries and that we are separating religion from the state. And so... Religion should not, although clearly it is, and they're interwoven and whatever. But if you're going back to the constitutionality of this, flying a rainbow flag, flying a Black Lives Matter flag, which we'll get to, flying these other things, even a, I'll say it, Confederate flag, Mm -hmm. all of those things don't represent a religion. And so obviously, like, I'm not on the Supreme Court. I am not a lawyer. But I feel like there's just fun. The fundamentality of this is very different. Those two flags represent very different things in my mind. I totally agree. And I feel like I don't want to shy from these conversations. I never have. I will say talking about it after four years, I feel a little exhausted. And I do feel for our community so so deeply. Because I feel like, again, which I very much believe with Roe v. Wade, these are all distractions while they continue to just Mm -hmm. rip up more things to keep throwing in our face. You know, I watched this really interesting documentary that I'm still watching. It came out in 2018. I didn't know. It's called Wild Wild Country. Mm. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It's about the Rajneesh people uh, going to Antelope, Oregon. Antelope was a city of 40 people. It was like a retirement city full of like white Christian people. Mm-hmm. And Rajneesh was a group of people that ended up having about 500,000 people a part of this. And, uh, and they were what felt like to the city of Antelope of the 40 people, very wild people. They Mm. were very into meditation, very much into orgasmic experiences. They were trying to say it was a Jim Jones situation, drinking the Kool-Aid. And the documentary is really, really interesting. And I'm not at the end, so I don't want to talk too much of it. But what you see very clearly in this documentary is these older white people who have only known a population of 40 to a hundred mm-hmm. people just like have themselves. a meltdown when people that are different, that are brown, that have different beliefs in religion, different beliefs in sexual experiences, come in and very legally take over mm-hmm. the land. They bought it, it's all legal. They didn't come in and knock down any doors. The fear that these people felt and the lengths they went to bomb where they were living. I mean, terrorist attacks were put against the Rajneesh people. Whoa. It's crazy what they were allowed to get away with in the that's late wild. 70s. And I feel like that's this conversation. Like the fact that there's just no line between church and state mm-hmm. is so difficult for me to wrap my brain around. And I just, 
I don't know what else to say anymore. Like to mm-hmm. me, it doesn't make sense. It logically doesn't make sense. And when things don't make sense, I don't know how to talk about it. Sure, absolutely. And I feel like this is this does bring up sort of a larger conversation about. Uh, I love what you're saying about these things being distractions from what's really going on, while those who are opposed to our rights uh, and lots of individuals' rights keep digging harder and doing things like you know the really important things like becoming a supermajority in the legislature, which is probably going to happen this fall if we don't get our act together, right? All of those things that are actually really important that lead to things like having the Supreme Court leaning so far right that it does. But I think that's sort of their point. I think part of their point is to get us tired, yes. right? Is for us to be over it. Is, I, I, totally. is for us to be like, I can't do this anymore. And this is why we need all of the help. Like, this is why I, you know, Dr. John Paul who uh, is a friend of Channel Q and has been on multiple times, tweeted something the other day that was like, you know, okay, all the folks who put black uh, squares on your Instagram, um, you know, during 2020, during the riots, during the riots, that's a horrible word, but during the protest, where where are you now? What Mm -hmm. you doing? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a lot of the same that I will, you know, sort of challenge our allies we're, thank you for being an ally, but we need accomplices now. We, we need you in the fight because we can't do all of this alone. Same thing with abortion rights, we will, which we will talk about later on in the show. All of these things are they're they're trying to drag us down and, like you said, distract us with things like flags, which ultimately have some importance and some symbolism, but they're not the core of the fight. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, you know, look, I'm a woman. I want to have children. It's important to me. Uh, and we'll go in depth. I know that we have a whole segment dedicated to this. But, um, you know, you're never going to change my mind on this. And you're never going to change my mind that, you know, Christian people should be able to fly their flags I don't believe that religion should be so forced down our throats. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree with the religious people singing on the plane during Easter. To- I thought it was totally. so disrespectful. As a somebody that has a Jewish Ugh. father, Passover is what he celebrated. Why would he want to hear Christian music? Like Correct. it's just there's there's just so many hypocrisies happening and I I just think that you know, we get so emotionally charged that it's hard to have these conversations just to the point with Republicans. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just getting tired. But it's just wears it just wears you down. And 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 the ultimate outcome of it. Right. Sometimes these conversations, we, we have to have these conversations because we think about I have to change this person's mind. But it's more about, you know, trying to understand where each other are coming from and continuing the conversations and not getting so tired because that's what they're trying to do to us. Absolutely. All right. Coming up, more devastating details have come out about country icon Naomi Judd. We have this for you next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Um, I do want to say before we get into this next, what's popping by the advice of Dr. James, this could be triggering. It does regard mental health uh, and suicide. We're talking the details of Naomi Judd. It's just devastating. We covered it yesterday that her daughters uh, went in place of her as she was inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, as part of the duet to the Judds with Winona. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it has now been said that country legend Naomi Judd did take her own life at 76 years old on Saturday. A rep has not immediately responded to this article. Um... Naomi's husband of 32 years, Larry Strickland, added in a statement of his own, Naomi Judd's family requests privacy during this heartbreaking time and no additional information will be released at this time. Uh, I feel like 
allegedly, we should say that this is still being reported allegedly, sure. but it feels like this is what happened. She discussed so much about her mental health. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I think was really fantastic about, you know, um, she was so open about all of this, right? And and writing for, you know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month right now. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, um, you know, Naomi wrote for the Mental Health Awareness Week and shared an exclusive article with people about all of her struggles at that time. Um, and, you know, I think, I think we put people of influence and public figures and and celebrities and artists, whatever, on on different pedestals. And we don't even realize that sometimes the, these are people too who have yeah. the same struggles that we do. And, you know, Naomi had even talked about in the past, she's like, you see me with sparkles and glitters and diamond and rhinestones and gems and, and singing. And then I go home and I can't get out of bed and out of my pajamas for three weeks yeah. um, because that's real and that's depression and that's what's really going on in my life. And it, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. You know, everyone I think likes to think about things like depression and, and mental illness in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm depressed at age 35, but by the time I get to 76, which is how old Naomi was, like, I'll be fine. Well, Dolly Parton left a message on her Instagram for Naomi Judd. She said, I was so shocked to hear about Naomi's passing. Naomi and I were close. We were very similar. We were the same age and both Capricorns. We loved big hair, makeup, and music. I've always loved Ashley, Winona, and Naomi. They've always been like sisters to me. Congratulations, Winona, for you and your mom being inducted into the Hall of Fame yesterday. I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but I can hear Naomi saying now, oh, well, a day late and a dolly short. Congratulations Hmm. and condolences are both in order. Just know that I will always love you. I think what's devastating also, and I don't want to read into anything too much, but it is interesting that Dolly said that they were very similar. And Mm. is that Dolly opening up that she also suffers from mental illness or mental health, which I believe would be a very normal thing. Right, for all of us. Which for everybody, uh, the way that Naomi normalized it um, was always very courageous and is a reminder that you can be 76 years old. There's no ageism when it comes to being tired. And um, just really, it's it's just very sad in a, in a conversation, a story that we don't want to have to report. I loved the Judds. I grew up listening to them. And of course, yeah. it's just so sad. It, it is really sad. And even, you know, Naomi, you know, wrote in her 2016 book, the book was called River of Time, My Descent into Depression and How I Emerged with Hope. Mm. Um, and talked about at that time that she had previously multiple times seriously considered taking her own life and and that's what i mean by you know anyone listening right now who we all have some sort of forms of feeling down maybe sometimes but if you're really actually struggling with depression that it's it is it is constant work but it is constantly worth it and there are so many resources and so many opportunities for you to get help. And what's the sort of weird irony about it is when you are that depressed and you are feeling suicidal, that's oftentimes when you feel the least capable of, of getting that help. Yes. And so this is also a message to everyone else listening too that if you know someone in your purview, in your life experience who might need help, 
do not be afraid to say something. Do not be afraid to talk to that person. Do not be afraid to bring it up. I, I, I am really, this is a really harsh statement, but I very much believe it. It's much better to have a friend who's pissed off at you than a dead friend. Yes. And so say something, do something. You can always, 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 if either you are feeling suicidal or know someone who is, you can call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. For um, us queer folks, we actually have some specialized services specifically for us from the Trevor Project, which is fantastic. You can text START to 678-678 or call 1-866-488-7386. They also have a chat function at thetrevorproject.org. All of this is just to say, if you know someone, if even if you're worried, even if something a little bit in your gut, you like, I don't have any proof, but my gut is telling me something's wrong, say something, please. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, A.J. Gibson is out and we're wishing him a well recovery. But joining me is Dr. James Simmons. And I couldn't be happier. Now, before we get into the doom and gloom of Roe v. Wade, which we will this hour, I want to talk more importantly about... You getting engaged. <laughs> Ta-da! We are going to talk about it later on in the show. My wrist hurts. The I, ring is so heavy. The ring is so... I got to hold <laughs> the ring. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Congratulations. I No one is more deserving. So I just want you all of our so listeners sweet. to know good Aww. things are still happening. I know. In the middle of the doom and gloom of the world right now, like you, after nine and a half years, your partner can still surprise you and yes. propose. It was very sweet. Yes. I love that. And I feel like that is the news that I will be holding on to so dearly today as we Something. navigate Oof. the news. There's a lot going on. Coming up this hour, according to a draft opinion, Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights. So we will be joined with our political analyst to discuss what that means. Also, how to deal with Debbie Downers at work. It can mess with your mental health. So we've got some tips mm-hmm. for you. We'll have those conversations in depth for now. Let's get into a little bit of news on the beat. A settlement has been reached <clears throat> between the University of Southern California and the former students, many of them gay and bisexual men who say they were victims of sexual misconduct by a university doctor. Kellogg and Van Aken, <clears throat> the law firm representing the claimants, announced the settlement Thursday. The terms of the settlement were not disclosed, and neither USC nor Dr. Dennis Kelly admitted to, to any wrongdoing. Another 74 people eventually sued over the matter. Only four of the plaintiffs identified as heterosexual, the others being members of the queer community, including one transgender woman, attorney Michaela Kellogg. All right, another news, Politico has obtained a draft of a majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito that would strike down Roe v. Wade. According to the draft, the court would overturn Roe v. Wade's holding of a federal constitution right to an abortion. This would be the most consequential abortion decision in decades and transform women's reproductive health in America. The final opinion has not been released and votes and language can change before release. The opinion in this case is not expected to be published until late June. If the court overturns Roe, many conservative states would likely outlaw nearly all abortions. One estimate suggests that the numbers of abortions in the U.S. would decline by about 14%. Like I said, we'll have that conversation uh, this hour. Uh, let's give you some better news before we get to the vibe of the day. Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the tell-it-to-my-heart diva, the one and only Taylor Dane, Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. 
Divas in the Desert is our fundraising event benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. So much fun. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for a fun drag show. Plus, I'll be singing some songs from my upcoming album. And then we'll end the night with a special performance by Taylor Dane. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Let's get into a little bit of weather. A high of 78 in Dallas today, 53 in Boston, 95 in La Quinta. 66 in Cleveland, 67 in San Francisco, 83 in Miami, 94 in Palm Springs, and 72 in L.A. Now give us a vibe of the day. Before we vibe, I have to know, are you going to try to out-diva Taylor Dane? Yeah. Because she's a a legendary diva. Yeah, I am. I'm going guns (laughs) a-blazing. Taylor, watch out. Atta girl. (laughs) My icon. I Uh, love her. (laughs) Vibe of the day. You don't have to question every time things are aligning and going right. Mm. Pandemic or not, world on fire or not, other people not doing well or not, you deserve good things. That's right. I love that. All right. Coming up, according to a draft opinion, Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights. We'll be joined to talk about this with our political analyst in seven minutes. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning, B. Channel Q. So as people are waking up, uh, I'm sure that everybody is very concerned about Roe v. Wade as a woman. I am, because Politico has obtained a draft of a majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito that would strike down Roe v. Wade. According to the draft, the court would overturn Roe v. Wade's holding of a federal constitutional right to an abortion. This would be the most consequential abortion decision in decades and transform women's reproductive health in America. The final opinion has not been released and votes and language can change before the release. The opinion in this case is not expected to be published until late June. And while unlikely there's still a chance it could not happen, joining us now is our political analyst, Ryan Basham. Let's get into it. What are we facing? Possibly. Oh, no, I lost him. Okay, we lost uh, our political analyst, so while our producer gets him back on the phone, I will say, just talking to you, Dr. James, part of me doesn't feel too much anxiety because it is just a draft, and I feel like we've been met with this so many times. Mm. I mean, they've been trying to overturn Roe v. Wade, I feel like, since I've been taking birth control. Yeah, and this is, I think it really is important to remember that this, you know, leaked draft decision by Politico specifically. Other news organizations are working to sort of corroborate what's going on here. Um, draft decisions, just sort of a, like as a kind of a history lesson, and I'm certainly no like civics expert, but draft <clears throat> opinions are often written for decisions long beforehand, sometimes even before a full case is heard, so that it is prepared because those final decisions that need to come out sort of right away. So we get these draft decisions, they're reviewed, they often change, and they often change if people, either new information comes to light or new judges change their opinions about things after hearing the case. So I think it is a a fantastic wake-up call for all of us to sort of re-mobilize and continue to mobilize, but it also... It's important to know that this is not the final decision. And I do want to sort of, we have Ryan Basham, our political political analyst, back. Ryan, what, what what's going on? What are we facing with this right now? You know, it's, um, 
honestly, it's really scary. I can't say I'm surprised, but I, I was shocked. You know, uh, a lot of people who watched the court kind of expected that they would start chipping away at abortion rights piece by piece with the, the litany of laws that have uh, come to bear across the states. And, um, and it's just kind of shocking for them to so flagrantly do this when, you know, the, the, the three, three justices appointed by, the Supreme, or by Trump to the Supreme Court uh, seem to indicate that they more or less thought uh, Roe versus Wade was the law of the land. So, you know, and as what you were saying a moment ago about things can change is absolutely true, although um, a ruling, an official ruling on this was expected by the end of June. So they're already pretty late in the process. I think it's possible that the public uproar of this might change uh, a vote or two, um, but the, uh, the conservative side of the Supreme Court has a supermajority now. So if one of them decides to uh, vote against this, it's still it's still, still going to be law of the land, and it threatens other things too. You know, the right to privacy, which it's based upon, is also um, what the right to own pornography, the right to ha- have sodomy, the right actually interracial marriage is also based. Um, that ruling, uh, Loving versus Virginia, was based in part on a right to privacy. So I think you can expect that once this becomes the law of the land, a lot of the things that we have taken for granted as something we don't make illegal anymore because that's something, you know, that was, you know, that's ancient history. Those things are going to, those things are under threat, under threat now too. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Ryan Basham, our political analyst, uh, <clears throat> about an article that Politico uh, released. They obtained a draft of a majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito that would strike down Roe v. Wade. I will say that, uh, as much as I want to be concerned as a woman who wants to have children, as a woman who was sexually abused and absolutely believe that although there should be limits, abortion should be legal. I also think that um, something that I re- recently found out was that if you are raped, the rapist family has quite a few rights in order to not only see the child, but regain custody. Mm-hmm. So that's often where I find my argument in legalizing, uh, keeping legal abortion. Should we start feeling concerned about, I know you said this brings in pornography, sodomy, marriage equality. You said that it's deep in almost now and it's it's happening in June. What are things that we need to be doing to sort of ensure that this doesn't happen? Well, all of these are issues where a law that prohibited something was overturned, which didn't necessarily mean that it was... So, so there are two types of laws that you have. You have a law that is enacted specifically, or sorry, you have a right that's enacted specifically by a law, and then you have a right that is kind of enacted because the Supreme Court made banning it illegal. And all of these things are the latter. They're just something the Supreme Court made uh, banning them illegal. What can happen now is um, the federal government, so Congress and the president, they can pass bills that make them explicitly legal. So you're going to see Democrats in Congress scramble to pass a bill that explicitly makes explicitly legalizes abortion. Um, but it's not going to pass. Uh, it requires not just 50, but 60 U.S. senators to get something like that um, over the hump and uh, uh, passed. And so what we need to do is we need to get out in the streets. We need to start calling our legislators, especially if you're represented by uh, Republicans in Congress. Um, but absolutely call the Democrats that represent you as well. Um, and, and we need to make noise until our federal legislators pass laws that codify um, the right to choose, the right to control your body, 
Um, and, and until that happens, we're just going to have a patchwork of bans across the country from state by state. But and so pressure your legislators to explicitly legalize abortion. I think there's also a lot of pressure on uh, companies. Will they be forced to speak out and mm. take sides? And what does that look like? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, uh, companies have threatened to leave states uh, in the past over uh, their abortion bans. Um, some have done it to a limited degree. Um, other states, like California, for instance, prohibits um, uh, state employees to uh, from traveling to conventions and you know professional conventions and things like that, um, where there are abortion bans and things like that. Uh, so, um, you know, you're going to see, uh, if you pay attention to the business world a lot, you're going to see that, you know, trade organizations trying to have a conference for their professionals are, are going to not be able to do them in certain states because employers aren't going to let their employees travel to those states and use uh, employer funds to do so. Um, you're going to see businesses, especially the really big ones that employ a lot of people, under a lot of pressure to say something, to do something, and similarly to the way that Disney was under a lot of pressure to come out against the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida, you're going to see that kind of stuff happening over and over and over again. And it's going to get messy because all of these companies have donated to the campaigns of the Republicans who have passed these mm. state-by-state abortion ban bills. And this, this information is public knowledge. It's going to come out. And then this, mm. it's going to get really, really dirty. Well, Ryan Basham, we always appreciate you joining us, our political analyst. And we look forward to talking to you soon because I just have a hunch that we'll have more news like this to talk about for <laughs> the rest of our lives. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan. Well. All right. Thanks, y'all. Coming up, how to deal with Debbie Downers at work. It can mess with your mental health. So we've got some tips for you next. Be morning. Be Channel Q. Okay, listen. We all know... That going into work and going into the workplace, we want people to feel their feelings. Sometimes you're having a rough day. Sometimes you got to vent. Sometimes they call it cooler water talk, where you just stand around Mm -hmm. and you talk about your feelings or stories. Little gossip. Yeah, little gossip. But one thing I do not like is a Debbie Downer. And I feel like it makes it almost unbearable, not only in the workplace, but in life, but particularly at the workplace because you're like trapped with them for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And you know being trapped with people for eight hours can lead to a spread of diseases, Michaela. <gasps> it can? Yeah. What kind? You know, coolers often don't get their filters clean, so the water really isn't as clean as you think it is. That's disgusting. I'm being, I'm being Debbie Downer. Thank you so much, Debbie. Uh-huh. Do you know what else is disgusting? Can I have Dr. James back, Deb? Your, your keyboard. It's one of the dirtiest things you touch every day. Oh my God, that's disgusting. Yeah. You know what else is disgusting? What? This microphone. The microphone is disgusting? <laughs> right. We all spit all over this thing. And how often do we Debbie, clean it? stop. See, I'm being Debbie, ha right. Debbie, totally get brought, out. Brought down the energy of the show. You totally screeching did. halt, To right? a screeching halt. <laughs> well, oh my God. And you're like, wait, what? I feel like- triggered. I was like, shut up. Dr. James, come back. <laughs> Dr. James, stop. And I totally threw you off. I missed I? you for five seconds. But that's what Debbie Downers can do, right? Yeah. And, and even if, you know, even if someone is like, let's say a, a high performer, like they're really, really good at their job. Right. And they're they're killing it. And you also, it's weird, right? Multiple truths can exist simultaneously. You can really like this person and like think they're super great or like them as a teammate or whatever, or their employer, boss, or supervisor, whatever. And then they're also like constantly 
bringing the energy down. And that, I mean, this is where you spend at least eight to 10 hours of your day every day. And it can really mess with your mentals. Absolutely. I feel like it's very difficult. So what do you do? Do you... Fire them. Fire them. (laughs) I would. I'm like, listen, I get it. Listen, you're great, but you gotta go. I feel like it's difficult, though. I I feel like I was in this position... um, in a workplace With where AJ the person I was, yeah, AJ's a Debbie. Oh. AJ's <laughs> Sorry, a AJ, Deb, we love you. Deb Downer. <laughs> no, I worked with somebody that was a- actually a Debbie Downer. And it wasn't even an intentional thing. It was like learned behavior and it was just mm-hmm. who they were. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it gets sticky because you sit down and hum- have the conversation with them because I did. And I let this person know like, hey, your energy brings down the room. Like. Right. Whatever you're going through, just and keep it. And I am it. performing. And I am trying to perform right now. And I have my own nerves and needs. But sometimes the conversation doesn't work. Um, and so I think that some of the best tips, one, my therapist says it best. Whenever somebody comes to you with an issue that you don't want to even touch, you go, oh, you should talk about that in therapy. It immediately, without dismissing mm. the conversation, takes it off of you. And you're like, I don't know, just go to therapy. <laughs> also, I love that, right? Because that's what I hear. Like, even if someone does it in the most <laughs> HR way possible, that is, re- thank you for sharing that with me. It also sounds like something you should share with your therapist. Like, to me, what I hear is like, don't ever talk to me again about any of your problems. I don't care that you were in a car accident, had a flat tire, like, you know, you lost your eyelash overnight. Like, I don't want to hear about any of it. <laughs> Not me just going around telling people to go to therapy. And of course, your therapist recommended this. Your therapist is like, and give them my card. And give them my card. Well, listen, I had some trauma happen. My therapist said I can't emotionally dump on Lisa anymore. So I didn't know exactly what that meant. <laughs> Does so, Lisa say this to you? My therapist did. So I've been going like three weeks without talking about anything to Lisa, but slowly the information is coming out of my mouth. And she's like, that was actually really important. Why didn't you tell me that? And I was like, because I didn't want to emotionally dump. And she was like, Michaela, someone died. You have to tell me that. And I was like... Um, right. There are... There are... There are some things that we should maybe yeah. share. Just, you know, just yeah. thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's... Well, Debbie Downer, listen, you're in for a real treat if, if we come face to face. You're going to therapy. Talk to your counselor, okay? <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, let's get into a little what's poppin'. I feel like Kim Kardashian is having her Beyonce moment right now. She's just everywhere, doing everything. Do you know the collective gasp that just happened yeah. in the queer world right now mm-hmm. that you just sort of compared Kim K and Beyonce? No, no, not comparison. No one can touch Queen B. Uh-huh. Okay, just, there's nobody. Just Kim K is having what would be her Beyonce her moment. Her Beyonce moment. Okay, very good. I just wanted to say She you, will ne- nobody. <laughs> Nobody will be Beyonce. And if you don't understand why we say that, I just recommend everyone watching Beachella, a homecoming. It's the preparation for that. Goodbye. Everything. However, Kim Kardashian did commit and did some prepping of her own uh, at the 2022 event. The reality star sparkled in the same bedazzled dress. Marilyn Monroe wore to sing happy birthday to President John F. Kennedy in 1962. Following speculation, she might squeeze into the tiny gown. And while simply getting her hands on the dress was difficult enough, involving multiple trips to Ripley's Believe It or Not museums and lots of security, slipping into the look proved even more difficult as she said, 
said she lost 16 pounds in three weeks just to fit into the dress. She said it was like preparing for a role. And a lot of people think it's super iconic that she wore the dress. Mm -hmm. She also says, I only wore it on the carpet. I took it off immediately and put on a replica. I would hate to damage, hurt, like do anything to the dress. But some uh, people in the industry are now saying it's too much. Can't we just leave things alone? Let Marilyn's dress be Marilyn's and leave it alone. Uh, I don't know. No, I, think I think Kim's fun. I think this is great. I think it's super fun. And I never get to talk about stuff like this. I think it's super fun. And welcome. I sort of will give Kim, I mean, it's comparing apples and oranges, but I will sort of give Kim her due, I suppose. And I feel like Kim is the Marilyn of now. Like, yeah. Like, like people like loved and hated Marilyn. They, you, she was super controversial. She was sort of super scandalous. She, you know, da- is she dating the president? Is she doing all these things? Like all this stuff, whatever. All the scandals and controversies that Kim has had. Yeah. Other than like obviously all of the plastic surgery for Marilyn Monroe, but like, I feel like there's a lot of similarities. I think it's really great. I feel like she's also respecting, very much respecting, absolutely. And and I, I think it's really fantastic. This also explains to me why Pete dressed. Down. I mean, yes, he's in a beautiful Dior tux, but I also feel like it's the Met Gala. Like, if there's any time and place to just not wear a classic black skinny tied tux, it is the Met Gala. So I was all mad at Pete Davidson for just being like, dude, this is your moment. Like, you can also shine too. Like, this is not one of those where you need to let your partner shine. Like, yeah. you get to shine too. It's the Met Gala. But now I sort of get why. Like, yeah, it, it was a major moment for Kim. Yeah. I think he's just happy to stand beside her. I think he's like, pinch me. How is this happening? I'm right. dating the most talked about woman right now. Right. Like Ever. In, in in at least the Western world, yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. And that he's actually there. And there are so many other incredible, iconic looks from the Met Gala last night. You have to check yeah, all of these Blake out. Yeah, Blake Lively. Yep. They, everyone looked so amazing. Um, and so make sure you check that out. All right, coming up, does your dog bark at other dogs and can it be fixed? We talk with Doc Ooh. Halligan on how to save yourself from <laughs> true embarrassment. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that good? Hired. <laughs> The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. AJ Gibson is still out as he uh, takes time to heal. We've got Dr. James Simmons joining us today. I have to say, if you have not been to Dr. James Simmons at Ask the MP Instagram, I love your daily doses and I love how you inform people in such a fun way because I feel like oftentimes I'll ask questions that I'll ask the internet and I met with horror and terror. (laughs) Every time you Google something, you have cancer, right? That's just like bottom line. And also there's so many things that happen within our body or sexually, these taboo conversations that we don't get to have. Um, and especially not with any kind of humor. So I just love your approach. I learned so much and I really do recommend everyone to go to ask the NP. All right. Coming up this hour, we are going to continue addressing, uh, the Supreme court, uh, the draft that was leaked planned parenthood absolutely has a reaction. We're also talking to our vet, Doc Halligan. Does your dog bark at other dogs and can it be fixed? Saving you some... uh, You're too good at this. You're getting hired for the role of the dog. I mean, people have called me a dog in my past, so I'm just saying. We're a good dog, honey. And then also we're talking, am I the a-hole? The internet has some strong words for a selfish man who came out at his sister's 
wedding. No. Is there a time and a place for these things? There sure is. I think it's iconic he did it at this sister's uh, wedding. He's like, this isn't about you, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> this is about me. I'm also pregnant. And, uh, but like, yeah. congratulations. But like, it's not, no big deal. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Uh, so for now, let's get into a little bit of news on the beat. Planned Parenthood reacted with horror and dismay to the publication of a draft Supreme Court ruling that would strike down Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 case that enshrined the right to an abortion. While we have seen the writing on the wall for decades, it is no less devastating and comes just as anti-abortion rights groups unveil their ultimate plan to ban abortion nationwide. Planet Parenthood... Planned Parenthood President and CEO Alexis McGill-Johnson said in a statement, understand that Planned Parenthood and our partners have been preparing for every possible outcome in this case and are built for the fight. Planned Parenthood health centers remain open. Abortion is currently still legal and we will continue to fight like hell to protect the right to access safe, legal abortion, McGill-Johnson said. All right, in other news, although Don't Ask, Don't Tell and the transgender military banner history now, LGBTQ plus service members and veterans continue to struggle. Analyzing data from the U.S. Census Bureau and the Federal Reserve Board found that the roughly 79,000 LGBT individuals currently serving in the armed forces and an estimated 1 million LGBT veterans face higher levels of economic insecurity housing instability, and mental health concerns than their non-LGBTQ counterparts. That is due in part to the legacy of discriminatory policies under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which was in place from 1994 to 2011 and replaced an even harsher policy. An estimated 14,000 lesbian, gay, and bisexual service members received less than honorable discharges. You know, I just have to say in doing news on the beat, there's not... uh, a place we're not getting attacked. If it's not trans ban, it's uh, our community, it's mm-hmm. women's rights. It's it the takes military. Yeah, yep. I mean, it feels like we're just taking like so many steps back, mm-hmm. having to refight fights that we thought were won years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just really a tough, tough day. It I can be like. really, really, really overwhelming. Um, and and uh, the fact that we have to continue to keep fighting and the ones that are oppressed, the ones that are most impacted by all of these laws and restrictions and whatever, you know, societal norms that influence the rest of us are the ones that also have to do the fight, which is why we need our accomplices. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. 72 in L.A., 82 in Vegas, 94 in Palm Springs, 86 in Houston, 68 in San Francisco, 64 in Buffalo, 94 in Cathedral City, and 78 in Dallas. Now, before we get you a vibe, we're talking Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert, starring the Tell It to My Heart Diva, the one and only Taylor Dane. Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10. Tell my heart. Get into it. every time you call my name. Because I turn everything into Cher, actually. So it's really going to be Cher doing Taylor Dane doing James doing Taylor Dane doing Cher. Wow. Well, maybe you could come entertain. Rosemary Galore will be there doing a fabulous (laughs) track show. I'll be singing songs of my upcoming album. Taylor Dane will be gracing the stage. And then Dr. James Simmons may also show up for a surprise appearance. gracing the stage because you heard the voice. It's legendary, iconic. legendary. Uh So make sure to go to (laughs) Ticketmaster.com. Get your tickets now. Keep it tuned here for your chance to to win your way. Do it to see Michaela and Taylor Day. Do it to see Dr. Dr. James Simmons. I will be there cheering. I will not be there singing. But I will be giving you a vibe of the day. Listen. 
In the dumpster fire of the world going on right now, you don't have to question every time things are aligning and going right. You deserve good things. It's okay. I love that. All right, coming up, does your dog bark at other dogs and can it be fixed? We talk with Doc Halligan on how to save yourself from embarrassment. Just bark with them. I I like it. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. You know, one thing I love about this show is we keep it very serious when it needs to be, covering mm-hmm. topics like Roe v. Wade and really, really being there for our women's right to choose, also our trans brothers, uh, how it affects them and how mm-hmm. this awful thing that's happening, uh, what we need to do and, and vote. But then we also keep things lighthearted, uh, like today, when we're joined with Doc Halligan to talk about why your dog barks at other dogs oh, and how to save yourself from the embarrassment that the dog brings. Now, I would like to say I came up with my own theory, Doc Halligan, if you want to co-sign this. I've learned <laughs> to not scream at my dogs anymore. I've learned to bark with them. So the three of us just bark at other dogs just when they walk by. Reinforcing and they, that behavior. Huh? I want them to feel comfortable <laughs> around me. I want them to feel confident in their decisions. So, Doc uh-huh. Halligan, is that the answer? You know, that's an interesting approach. Of, <laughs> of all of the approaches that there are, Michaela, me, that's one of them. Yes, wait, Michaela, let me hear your bark. <laughs> okay, that's so, good. Sometimes I say, meow. Stop. <laughs> 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 oh, my. Uh-huh. Never wow. in my life when I got this job that I think I'd be barking Barking into the radio to, to a, like, a, a veterinary professional. Our pet. Okay, wait, can right? James give you his because it's pretty good? Give it to her. That's, that's good, right? I, that's that's the only time I get some bass in my voice, right? That's the only time I'm like, yeah. oh, hey, hey, what's going on? Not really. Doc though, Halligan's so in Doc, seriously, Doc Halligan, though, because like, we have this this yeah. problem. like we, And I know that, you know, 89.5% of the time, it's the people, not the dog, right? Who's Who are the issues? Right. But like our dude tries not only does he just bark at other dogs but he tries sometimes depending on the dog to like full-on like kill murder their the dog so let's start yeah. with the barking though your dog is barking at other dogs like what's what do we do about this well i think the biggest problem for that is the dogs are frustrated typically the dogs today are not getting the exercise that they need to help them feel more relaxed in general. They're not getting um, the emotional stimulation and they're not getting that physical stimulation. Um, That's why Cesar Milan's show was so popular, you know, because the majority of dogs, you know, unless they're like a little dog or whatever, you know, they need, you know, you know how you feel when you go and you work out hard? Mm -hmm. You know, you just feel, or if you do like a yoga class and it's really exhausting and you just feel completely relaxed. Most dogs are not getting that type of physical activity. So then any type of trigger stimulation like that just makes them go from zero to 100. So that's the biggest problem is trying to find an outlet for some of that energy that they have, um, which, you know, is triggered when they're going on a walk. And then, you know, the person tenses up and starts yelling. It's just a cyclic thing. So... You know, I think that's it. Um, you've got to somehow figure out how to be able to get your dog's heart rate up and make them feel more relaxed. Two, you know, you you have to figure out a way to redirect their energy into something else. It's, it's a lot of work, um, but there's 
a lot of trainers that have specialized in that leash reactivity that you see because you don't see it at the dog parks. When you go to the dog yep. parks, right, the dogs are running around and they're doing great. So some of it's them being on the leash. So, you know, you probably either need to work with a trainer or just go online. There are so many great videos of how to treat your dog for that type of problem. Um, you know, I see that they now have, you know, uh, signage that you can put on, um, right, that's kind of saying my dog is reactive, that type of thing, um, oh, and we that's full, good we full as on, well. We full on have that. We have a little, Wait, like, on, yes. on his collar, like when yes. we walk him, we have a little thing that just yeah. says caution. Because yeah, we yeah. have the, we have the dog who's like super great with yeah. people, and like I would trust this dog implicitly with uh, like babies and old people, and I've done, everyone in between. He's completely fine with that. But you're right on leash with other dogs. Yes. Generally, if they're like little white fluffies, I don't know what he has against yeah. little white fluffy dogs. But oh, he, yeah, they're like meat to him. Like he's like I'm going to eat this dog. Yes, it's very common, you guys. I mean, I would say half the dogs out there have that problem. And most of the time, too, you're not getting the pet as a puppy. A lot of people have rescued mm-hmm. their pets. Exactly. And we all come with baggage, you know, dogs, people. And so then it's, you know, you got to backtrack and, and work that out. If you get a, pup, a pet as a puppy, it's so much easier to help them, you know, building their confidence. It's about building their confidence, making sure they're um, physically and mentally stimulated. You know, it's a lot of work. Um, and the pandemic made it a little worse. Sure. Uh, because the pets for a year, year and a half were holed up with their owners, so they're very protective. And um, some of them miss that socialization period. But like I said, I mean, you can't give up because that's something that's fairly easy if you're persistent um, on training them out of that. You know, some people just, I have put dogs on Prozac and Xanax <laughs> while they're doing the training really? to help. Oh, yes, to help calm them down. Um, so do you we can combine do, this? Do we combine like, this with, all, like, talk therapy? First of all, I'm so stuck on our dogs having emotional baggage, which is so iconic, <laughs> Doc Halligan. So and now you're like, now you're getting on Wellbutrin, and you're going to like it, Rocco, okay? Also, you're like, like, mommy. Can we sit down with, like, therapy sessions? Like, I do teletherapy. Can we do tele? Can, can I do, do like, teletherapy with my dog? Oh, yeah. God, yes. Wait, Absolutely. really? Oh, yes. That's that's just training, though. And, <laughs> and you know, Caesar's big on... He tries to get into the mind of the dog and understand them uh-huh. from their point of view. Don't do this, right? Doc Halligan. I'm going to go home and try to get into the mind of my dog, and this is going to break <laughs> up with me. It's going to be a disaster. That's right. Get on all four and start walking around uh-huh. and looking You're, from their viewpoint, you know? You're going to have me serving and, best in show. Like, I'm going to be like, get me the bumblebee. <laughs> Get me the bubble. Yeah. Doc you really are iconic. You're our favorite vet. So You've much. Saved my dog's life, and I know so many countless other animals. We appreciate you. For more, go to DocHelligan.com or get her podcast unleashed. Thank you. Now, can you do us right, the honor? Thanks. We did our bark for you. Can you do your bark for us? Oh, she hung. Uh, oh, okay. Because <laughs> oh, she knew it was coming. Doc Halligan was like, oh, okay, I am too smart for this. I'm out of here before yeah, they ask me gotta... to. <laughs> Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. 
All right, so my favorite segment that we do is Am I the A-Hole? And this story is wild. Now, you are recently engaged, literally like a week old engager. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Do you know what kind of wedding you want to have? Have you thought about these things Mm -hmm. yet? What's happening? Yeah. No, I want to have the no wedding wedding. Great, great, great. Like me, Chris, and the dog go to the beach. And maybe my uncle, who's a minister, just is like, yeah, you guys in for this for life? Yep, cool. Bye. Love. Like, I just, done. And then let's throw a big party, though. Like, renting out the Santa Monica hangar, like Megan the Stallion is performing, and then she's also hanging out with us afterwards. Like, the party, right? I'm inviting all 4,000 of my closest friends. Like, we're going to do it up. I'm going to spend, like, 300 grand on this party. But what I won't spend 300 grand on is a wedding. I don't want to walk down the aisle. I don't want to be in a church. I don't want flowers. I don't want any of that crap. And guess who does? No. My finance. He does? The finance wants the it? The finance wants He wants to walk down the aisle. Oh, he wants, God. Like, what are you going to do? Which is probably Find a why happy medium. it took us nine and a half years to get engaged. I hear that so deeply. <laughs> I've gone so back and forth. I don't know if I just want to do a small something in Vegas with Lisa and have a big party. I feel like I just want it to be great. However, what right. I will not let happen is anyone upstage me. Uh not gonna happen at <laughs> I my mean, wedding. Every day in life, but also yeah, definitely I have not at solid your wedding. boundaries, but not at my wedding, <laughs> uh, and definitely not by my brother. <gasps> According no. to this story, a woman got married. She's 27 years old. She said that she came out as a lesbian to her very homophobic parents when she was 12 years old, and it took them years to accept. It also caused her younger brother, Ollie, to become her parents' golden child, and it made my relationship with Ollie a little salty. Mm -hmm. She explained that her parents and Ollie attended her recent wedding, which she described as a very welcoming environment with many queer people in attendance. During the reception, she noticed a commotion coming from her family's table. Her brother, now 23, has just come out to their parents as gay. Mm. Ollie took advantage of the moment to come out. Nothing new. I had doubted his sexuality since he was a child, but it wasn't up to me to expose it. The post read, my dad got mad when I wasn't surprised and accused me of hiding that kind of thing in addition to making comments about being disgusted with the fact that his two children are the F word. No. She said, I told my parents, you can't for a single night swallow your prejudice and for Ollie, of all times, you knowing that it took them both a decade to accept me back, can't you choose any other day? I don't care about you being gay. You have to be whoever you want to be, but why Today, everyone got into an argument. The parents and Ollie left, and she celebrated her wedding alone. I think the brother is such a big a-hole, and I think that the parents are big a-holes, and I feel awful for this girl. This is so bad. I 100% so bad. agree with you. I, I don't, I cannot even fathom. I mean, uh, so I will say this. So let, let me put on logic brain. Like, logic brain is like, okay, so if she has had a strained relationship with her parents who are still clearly very homophobic. Clearly, Ollie maybe has had a a strained relationship with his parents and maybe isn't talking to them as much. Maybe is like, I'm not doing this at Thanksgiving because of X, Y, and Z. Grandma's there and I don't want to give her a heart attack. So this is the only other time a year that I see them. It's important for me to do it in person, like to their face. This has got my chance. I got to take it. Like, I can logically feel a little bit well, of that. Also, he's feeling the gay vibe. Like, queers are out there dancing. Yes. Like, the vibe is welcoming. So maybe they'll be a little more maybe they're drinking. open to this. Right. Because I'm going to do it at this time. So I can, like, rationalize it, I suppose, which doesn't make it right. I feel like if and they're, they are, listen, this whole, people will call it girl code. And I don't want to get all, like, weird and, 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 you know, gendery about this. But, like, 
there are some girl code rules. Like yeah. you just don't do stuff like that. You just don't upstage people. I mortifyingly, mortifyingly, I had an accident at my best friend's wedding where I got stuck in an elevator. I was at, thank God, at the reception, but it like took away from the reception. Like literally, the fire department, like all these people are showing up to like bust us out of the elevator. Oh my now, God! Thank God, my best friend and his wife are hysterical, and they loved it. They thought it was so funny. They made a whole thing about it, but they rolled with it. But the other thing that happened at the reception was that their his sister-in-law whatever announced that she was pregnant this was like her sixth pregnancy but like at the reception like that's Girl, not your place but to also do like that. you've had five times to do this Correct. the sixth baby like, like let it go says we get it you like being pregnant not about you also so I feel like these moments like people just need to like breathe for a second really think through like the consequences of what the words that are, are about to come out of your mouth and realize that like the world we all do this but the mm-hmm. world does not a- revolve around us as individuals uh, you know I will say this thinking of my brother's wedding there was a woman there and she started crying so hard jingling her keys being a hot hot mess it was my brother's two-year-old daughter but i still think that she should have been dragged for phil <laughs> michaela gordon i am dragging this two-year-old right now listen you do not take listen, anything away she's from my niece father. okay you shut your mouth baby the morning beat with aj gibson and michaela gordon channel q all right, let's get into a little what's poppin'. Lauren Bobert is at it again. This time she's going after my girl Tyra Banks. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know this, but I worked for uh, Tyra Banks as a field correspondent for three years from L.A. to New York when she had the Tyra Banks show. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And she was really, really good to me. I loved her. I um, she, she is the reason I am a host. I had no desire to ever be a host, didn't want to do it, and I was doing an American Idol reunion on her show. Uh-huh. And the field correspondent that they had got sick and they asked me to fill in. And she surprised me on the show and asked me to be her field, co- wow. field correspondent. And that's how I became a host. Michaela, that's amazing. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so that don't come awesome. for Tyra Banks, I anybody. Mean, people drag have been dragging her kind of a lot lately. A lot, but this time this is really interesting. Lauren Bobert is accusing Tyra Banks of grooming because she's producing a reality show about drag teen performers. Sorry, define grooming at Bobert wrote while retweeting the influential and anti-LGBTQ, uh, a.k.a. limbs of TikTok post about the upcoming Discovery Plus reality series. Uh, we do have a little audio. You can take a listen and then we'll discuss. I first discovered drag at 13. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I wanted it. Put on the wig and the makeup and I'm someone completely different. I'm so pretty! My drag name is Vanessa Shimmer, and she is just a force you cannot reckon with. How do I parent a child that wants to do drag? I never expected drag to be a part of our lives. Oh my god, these are so cute. These are problems I never thought I had to prepare for. Um, Okay, so according to Rain, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network... Grooming is a set of manipulative behaviors sexual predators use to gain access to potential victims, to coerce them to agree to the abuse, and to reduce the risk of getting caught. The process usually involves training the victims to keep secrets from adults they trust and desensitizing them to sexual discussions and touching. Producing a documentary about teens wearing clothes and makeup is not grooming. No, no. and this all comes from that that really, really problematic libs of TikTok account um, Shia Reichick's, you know, uh, account and, and so Lauren Boebert, lots of other people, very far right folks, political folks, whatever, will like to repost or re 
re-TikTok, take those videos, retweet them, do all the different things. And so this is coming from that. And listen, the trailer, we, no one's seen the show yet, but the trailer for Generation Drag doesn't show, obviously, any pedophilia or child sex abuse. But what's happening is it's all about positioning. It's all about the propaganda of this. And so you get people like Lauren Bulbert and other idiots on the right who start using words like grooming yeah. to fire up their base and and lead their base astray in terms of understanding what these things are really, really about. But ultimately what it does is it takes away from victims who have been victims of rape but- and incest and child sexual abuse. Like, and saying these things diminishes their experiences and takes away from what they're really going through. But also, let's talk about this because I can. I was 16 when I did American Idol, and it was celebrated to share my talents, to share my singing. It was also okay to have message boards where they dragged me for filth mm. about what my breasts look like, about what my lips look like, about what my cheeks. They said I had plastic surgery. I was 16 years old. Mm. So that's okay. But teenagers who want to be celebrated with their talent of being able to sew, of being able to do makeup, of being able to do hair. The art of all That's grooming. Like, I feel like with the Republican Party, it's always so hypocritical. Like, this is okay, but this isn't. Mm -hmm. Well, if one doesn't work, then it all doesn't work. And it has to be that extreme. And and this is all just political grandstanding. And it's just keeping the, the base fired up. I mean, obviously, you know... Obviously, this is not grooming. Like, teenagers doing drag is not grooming. Like, uh, grooming for what? And keeping a secret from their parents. No one's keeping a secret. They're on national television. Hello. Right. Like, please. I mean, quite the opposite. Banks did go on to say in a press release, I have such admiration and respect for these teens. They are bravely navigating, coming into their own in a world that can be very challenging and not always accepting. What is so beautiful is seeing their parents and siblings supporting them. Thank you, Tyra. Thank you, Tyra. Let's focus on that, please. Amen. Good morning, B. Channel Q. We've made it to the top of the hour in our final hour, and we are having some big conversations. Uh, As we all know, as many people wanted to talk about the Met Gala, unfortunately, we've got bigger concerns as the Supreme Court Mm. uh, had a draft that was leaked that showed they were trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. So we'll have that conversation. I did during the break run into um, a thread about Roe v. Wade that I would like to share before we get into news on the beat, just for some perspective that I think is brilliant, coming from Carlos Chapman, law professor at Washington and the University. If a fetus is a person at six weeks pregnant, is that when the child support starts? Is that also when you can't deport the mother because she's carrying a U.S. citizen? Can I insure a six-week fetus and collect if I miscarry? Just figuring if we're all going there, we should go all in. They also go on to say forced birth in a country with the highest maternal mortality rate, no paid maternity leave, no universal subsidized child care, no continued birth parent care, and frequently inaccessible mental health care. All questions being raised if this, in fact, does get overturned. And I just have to say it's devastating for women and our trans brothers and a conversation we have to have. Yeah, it, it really is a, and, and a super important conversation. And we're going to talk you know, more about that uh, again later on this hour. And I think it's really, you know, for, for those of you uh, who may be hearing this for the first time, I think it's really important to clarify that this was a leaked draft of a possible decision. Um, first uh, discussed 
discovered and posted by Politico. And so other news organizations are working to corroborate this. But obviously, folks are talking about this. This is top of mind and and top of news. And many, many lawyers um, are weighing in from different sides of, of the conversation. And we have an interesting perspective. So in about half the states in America, it will be illegal for a person to obtain an abortion. Um, What does it mean practically? It means that those with uh, the means will probably travel to states where it is legal, and those without the means will resort to other methods, like we saw before 1973 with back alley abortions. Uh, You know, Mika, I was reading that in Chicago in the 1960s, there were 4,000 emergency room visits per week in Chicago based on uh, emergency medical need for botched abortions. That's where we're headed. You know, it's just really interesting. We'll sort of just carry this all into news on the beat. And Mm -hmm. Dr. James, I feel so grateful that you are a doctor, um, that you can have these really big conversations with us. What is a botched abortion? Like, how does it affect the woman having the abortion? Because are we really willing to say we would rather women die from complications than make it legal? I think a lot of people are saying that, right? I, th- I think a lot of people are are really so passionate about this this argument uh, about what what is a woman's right to choose? What does abortion mean to them in terms of their religious standing, in terms of their political affiliations, in terms of what what can the government actually say? in control over what people do with their own individual bodies and a a person's autonomy, right? This is really all about body autonomy and something that, you know, since Roe v. Wade, we have allowed women and people who can have children to make on their own when it comes to whether or not they want to have an abortion, their right to choose. You know, medically, this this brings up so many this horror stories that we have heard. You know, we just heard that lawyer who was on, um, you know, Morning Joe on MSNBC this morning talking about the incredible amount of medical issues that come up when people try to take something like abortion into their own hands. Mm-hmm. And so what we will see as best case scenario If this ruling does go through, and we won't know officially until the end of June, of course, but people will either have to travel to states where abortion is legal or they're going to take things quite literally into their own hands. And that can ultimately, to answer your question, Michaela, result in significant injury and damage to the person, including death. And so when we start going back to the days pre Roe v. Wade of talking about like underground back alley black market abortion tactics it's incredibly dangerous and dangerous and oftentimes resulted in people dying from this. Yeah. And so this is absolutely it is not about it is to some people about religion and politics, but really this is more about a body autonomy and a person's honestly life or death. Absolutely. Well, we're going to continue this conversation this hour. We'll be joined by our political analyst to talk about the draft opinion uh, with the Supreme Court the Supreme Court voting to overturn abortion rights. For now, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 72 in L.A. today, 77 in Dallas, 95 in La Quinta, 65 in Cleveland, 86 in Atlanta, 67 in San Francisco, and 94 in Palm Springs. Now, speaking of Palm Springs, I do want to remind everybody that it's our second annual Divas in the Desert. Channel Q presents our second annual Divas in the Desert with Taylor Dane taking the stage 
Beach Thursday, May 19th, 7 to 10 p.m. at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Divas in the Desert is our fundraising event benefiting DAP Health and the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. So much fun. Rosemary Galore and friends will be joining us for a fun drag show. I'll be performing some songs from my upcoming album. Capping the Night will be a special guest performance by Taylor Dane. Tickets are now on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Now, Dr. James, give us a vibe of the day. In the middle of the dumpster fire that is the world right now. It might feel a little awkward for this, but listen, you don't have to question every time things are aligning and going right. You deserve good things. You deserve good things. You do. Tell me something good. You know, I think it's important to talk about all the good things that are happening, including that gay marriage is still legal. Thank and God. that is very exciting. We've worked mm-hmm. very hard for mm-hmm. equality, which is why this feels so much sweeter. Dr. James, you got engaged last week. I did. We just I found know. out the news and we're screaming, give us the play-by-play <laughs> of you and Chris, how you guys met and how this engagement went down for our Tell Me Something Good. So for the record, I'm, a, uh, you know, uh, we all love talking about ourselves, but I am a little bit uh, uncomfortable about this. As much as I do media and I'm like, don't be, this is beautiful. Things, I know, it's super fun. So we, nine and a half years ago, so Christopher and I were in Las Vegas for, uh, it's like the weekend the gays take over Vegas. I oh, think yeah. we mentioned that before, uh-huh. right? And it's uh, called the Sin City Classic and there's all <laughs> these sports and there's like 20 different sports and 15,000 queers show up and we take over Vegas and it's super fun. Well, I was there for a basketball tournament and we managed to win the entire tournament. Oh my so, God. Everyone, you know, everyone plays their individual sports like throughout the three days or whatever. And then everyone comes together on Sunday night for one big fabulous party. And we usually take over a club. And that year it was Tropicana had just opened a big club. And so they wanted us there or whatever. So we're in the Tropicana. It's like 3 a.m. We've been partying super hard because my basketball team won. And we're like, this is amazing. Chris was there with his softball team and the softball team had lost every single game. So they were partying hard because they were like crying, like drowning their woes, right? (laughs) They were so sad. So upset. So I'm up on, literally up on the bar, teaching the the girls who are running around giving everybody shots. I'm like teaching them how to runway like Naomi Campbell. Oh my God, and you're so fun at that. Uh, I love doing those things with you. (laughs) Right, I'm just like runwaying and like kicking and doing my thing and I'm there with my best friend and he's like, that guy's looking at you and he's super handsome. And I was like, whatever, I'm not like doing anything with dudes tonight. Like no, not having it. I'm single. I'm not ready to mingle. I'm here with you. I'm here with the team, like whatever. But this guy just kept staring at me. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I jumped down off of the bar, literally walk over to him and I was like, hey, can I buy you a drink? You know? And he was like, you can buy me some water. Uh oh. Oh, he was completely uh, drunk. No. He was completely wasted. Poor thing. Posted up on the wall. He wasn't staring at me. He was like trying to get the room stop, not to spin. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so one thing led to another. And what we always say is what happens in Vegas did not stay there. Because here we are, nine and a half oh years later. God, I was so in Chicago. Sweet. He was in L.A., but I moved to L.A. a couple years later. And here we are. So he turned 50, and he's very proud of it, so I can tell the world. He turned 50 in March, and he's having like this traveling 50th birthday party all year long. Like Thank Literally, you. this was like the third party I've planned for him. So we have this party in our friend's backyard. It's a whole thing. I've hired a bartender. I've got the taco cart. Like I'm organizing all these things. I have all these people there. We're like running around. We're like doing all the things. So I'm completely distracted by this party. I also, you know, work like three full-time jobs, like whatever. Like I'm super distracted. So in the middle of the party, it's going great. Bartender's super cute. He made a special 
special drink mm. for Chris. Like everything's going great. Where the view is amazing. It's like 76 and sunny. It's like perfect weather. And he's just like, everyone's like, oh, cheers, cheers, cheers. Here's the champagne. It's time to give your speech. So he gives up and gets his, gives a speech. And I see he pulls out his phone and he has notes, like from the notes tab, you know, app on the phone. Uh-huh. And I was like, why does he have notes for a birthday speech? Like, whatever. So he just keeps going and going and going. And I was like, babe, this is the longest speech ever. Like, get to the point. So like three minutes into the speech, he finally turns and he's like, and then it brings me to you. And I was like, oh, no. So, of course, I look over at our niece. She's already starting to cry because she knew. And then I look at everyone there has their phone up and is recording. And I was like, oh, my God, they're all in on it. So all these people, there's like 40 people there. Everyone's recording this. He turns to me and he starts talking about like how amazing and wonderful I am and (laughs) gets down on one knee and I, I lose it. I mean, the ugly girl cry oh starts happening. I snot's coming out of my nose. Yeah, so he, you know what the funny thing is though? So he goes on, I posted it on my Instagram. You guys can check it out. It's super cute. That's like half of this. It was so long, but it was great. He didn't, he tried to put the ring on the wrong finger. Yeah. So I told okay. him which one, right? But I was like, we're both crying. It's super cute, whatever. But you know, it's the funny thing. He never actually asked me Uh-oh. to marry him. So you're still single. So technically, uh, no, literally like three days later, he got down on his knee in the hallway okay. of our house and he was like, will you marry me? And yes! I was like, yes. <laughs> this is the most beautiful story. Listen to me. I root for you as a couple. I adore you. I know you both. I've seen you both in your element. I couldn't uh, have seen a more beautiful couple. The respect oh, that you have for each other. You. It really is so genuine. We love you. Thank you I so love much. you. Yay, That's a perfect way to end our show. Hooray! Uh, make sure you tune in for three hours of curated music for you. Stick around for Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Have a beautiful rest of your day and the biggest congratulations to Dr. James and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.